feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter, when I caught a glimpse of Rita, filling in the And we will see soon if Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, if he will become the first cabinet secretary to be impeached in more than 100 years in American history. And I say to all of you, it's about time. This guy and his dereliction of duty at the border has been forefront It has been catastrophic. He has left that border wide open and continues to say nothing to see here. No problems there whatsoever. No issues. Don't worry about it. And he has been so smug every time that he's gotten called before Congress. Most of the time he does not appear. He thinks that he doesn't have to appear. And to me, it is a downright insult. Remember, not that long ago, we heard from these two moms who were testifying. One of them, remember, her daughter was killed by an illegal migrant who broke into her home. And then in another case, the mother lost her daughter to fentanyl, which is also, of course, coming across our wide open southern border. So when are we going to see accountability from this administration? It better be soon. And I'm telling you, this to me is important to do. And the reason I feel like it's critical to do, he may not get ultimately removed. I do believe there's a chance he will get impeached. But the margin's very slim. Remember, also, even in the GOP House, they only have a few seats ahead of the Democrats in the House. And on the Senate side, of course, the Republicans are in the minority. So there's no way he's going to get removed, even though there are a number of Democrats that are finally starting to see the light and finally starting to say, well, there's a little bit of problem at the border. Well, you know darn well they're doing it now because they're worried about politics. The election is right around the corner, and they know if they don't draw attention what is such an obvious, obvious problem, well, then they feel like they're neglecting the polls. They are neglecting the voters. They're not doing it, I don't believe, at all in a sincere fashion that they care about what's happening at the border. If they really did, they would have sealed the border a long time ago. They would have paid attention to all these moms and others who have been crying out, begging for justice, and they shouldn't have to do it. What country in the world has a wide open southern border like our border is right now? And it wasn't that way under President Trump. And all we keep hearing from the president, today we heard him say, I am doing everything I can do. I need more power to do it. That, to me, is the biggest bunch of hogwash I have ever heard. This president, as soon as he got in office, he reverted everything that President Trump put in place. He kept uh, the catch and release. He put that in. That wasn't there. He also lifted Remain in Mexico. He was like, okay, we don't need to do that. They can just come on through to the United States. He stopped the building of the wall. 
all these things that would have protected our country, he did not do. And it seems that he just doesn't care. And for him to sit there with a straight face and now say that, well, I'm doing everything I can. It's those darn Republicans. That is, this is like Baghdad Bob making a message like that. Remember the guy during the whole Iraq war who was saying, everything is fine here. Uh, Iraq, uh, everything is beautiful here. Come here for a vacation. And he was saying it with a straight face, like everything is beautiful. And meanwhile, everybody else in the world saw the, you know, the world on fire and obviously everything else that was happening there in that country. And so now we have the Baghdad Bob version, I think, in the White House. We have President Biden, who with a straight face is saying everything is fine. I'm doing everything I can. I'm in control. And don't worry about our wide open southern border. There are some issues, but you can trust me. I'm doing everything I can. That is so shameful because that is such a downright lie. And when it comes to American national security, it is also incredibly dangerous when you're playing with words like that. And you know darn well If he were to get elected again the day after Election Day, it's November 5th is Election Day, so November 6th, the next day, you know darn well he's going to say, oh, well, let's just open that border again. Nothing to see here. And this also comes as New York City, New York, the state, is considering relaxing work qualifications for thousands of jobs so they can hire migrants. So that's the first step, I believe, towards what they hope to do is make them voters, make them citizens. Oh, look, they're already working. We're expediting the process. The next step should be that we should get them to be citizens. They should be allowed to vote. No problem. What a surprise. Oh, my goodness. Now we suddenly have 10 million new voters. And that will ensure that we, the Democratic Party, will stay in power for the rest of eternity. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Well, here is the House Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries of New York, Democrat. Listen to what he says. Of course, they're trying to play the old switcheroo. He's another Baghdad Bob who is basically saying, you know what? It's not us. It's the Republicans who don't want to protect the border. Here is Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, Thank you, Benny, for uh, your leadership, for your integrity, for your continued commitment uh, on behalf of the American people and addressing the challenges of the American people and working with the distinguished members of the Homeland Security Committee on the Democratic side to put people over politics. Unfortunately, what we see from our Republican colleagues time and time again is the exact opposite. They do nothing but put politics over people. Right. They're blaming the Republicans for playing politics. And we're the ones, we Democrats, according to Hakeem Jeffries, are the ones who are really focused on border security and are trying to protect the homeland. That, to me, is utterly absurd. And I feel like they think if they can keep saying those kind of things over and over and over again, somebody might believe them. But I don't. Do you? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here's a little bit more. This is Benny Thompson. 
And he is, of course, who Akeem Jeffries was talking about. Uh, he's one of the chairs there of those committee. Benny Thompson's famously the guy who was one of the chairs for the January 6th committee. Remember that one? Uh, that was what he said was, quote, bipartisan with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, who are more Democratic than the Democrats, who hated Trump. And boy, they were thrilled to do it. Remember, they lost all that evidence, too, that suddenly has not been found yet from the committee. Surprise, surprise. But here is Benny Thompson, and he says, you know, I just don't see where Mayorkas is is not living up to his responsibilities to protect the country and to keep the border safe. I, I just don't see it. Listen to this. Our secretary works at the direction of the president. Uh, his policies are his policies, and he carries them out. So this notion that in carrying out the directions of your boss somehow is an impeachable offense is wrong. Uh, we have released a report uh, addressing the two findings. Uh, we don't see the high crimes and misdemeanors uh, standard being met. Uh, and so, again, uh, our chairman has said at a fundraiser that he would basically encourage people to get popcorn and a Coke out because the impeachment is coming. That's not the standard for impeachment. That's not the standard that a chair uh, should offer under any circumstances. Says the guy who says, gosh, I can't believe I can't find 100 hours worth of evidence from January 6th. Remember that slick production where they only showed like just a little bit of what people said, but they cut out the other 95% and a whole bunch of videos, behind-the-scenes videos of what was going on on Capitol Hill on January 6th. And then when we saw some of it, it looked like a like a, they were giving a, a tour. Oh, come over here. Remember, there's a number of scenes where we have seen a number of the officers. Obviously, there are people that didn't do great things that day. There's no question. You look, I don't like anybody roughing up police. But there's also a lot of peaceful protesters that were just kind of walking around and the police were waving to them. They're waving back. And a lot of other footage and a lot of testimony seems to be missing. And Benny Thompson just said recently, I think it was like a week or two ago, gosh, I don't know where that footage is. But boy, he couldn't wait to try to get President Trump at the January 6th committee hearing every single day. The edits, the fact that there's all this missing evidence. That, to me, that's what I call suspicious. But here is Congressman Mike McCall of Texas. He's also on the Homeland Security Committee. And he says there is more than enough evidence to go after Alejandro Mayorkas and to set an example that you must care about this country. Take a listen to what Congressman Mike McCall, Republican of Texas, had to say. He knows better. This is not by accidents, by design. And I call him the architect of destruction. Uh, Eight million encounters, uh, 300 on the terror watch list, 200 million people dead now thanks to fentanyl poisoning that this one man is responsible for. I think that is a dereliction of duty. And, you know, we looked at the founding fathers here. They didn't have a lot of federal criminal statutes. Breach of the public trust is, is sufficient to impeach. The architect of destruction. I agree. 
1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina, line one. Mike. Hello, Rita. Um, well, I'll tell you, you can't make it up. Um, Biden in the border, out of control. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And before too long, I, I like the analysis with Baghdad Bob. <laughs> you know, playing politics. Yeah, with, with the Republicans, with, with the with the elephants, that's great. And but now they got the heavy uh, uh, the heavy uh, artillery. You got Clinton on deck, and you got uh, Barack Obama, who sounded like the son of a preacher man. Oh yeah, son of a preacher man. They're going to do whatever they can, as usual, to undermine the Republicans, the, don- the elephants, the donkeys are way out of line. And he, you know, Biden waffles and he says, oh, now they have convenient amnesia again. Oh, we can't seem to find this. And like I said last week, Rita, you know, you went to University of South Carolina. I love it here. Uh, New South Carolina. I love uh, it. <laughs> love it. And take a picture of, uh, of Joe Biden with an ice cream cone outside the Waffle House because he's waffling. Yeah, that's a good analogy. You are absolutely right. Boy, is he waffling all over the place. And the only reason, getting back to the border too, Mike, that he is trying to Baghdad bob us is because he knows that the polls, if you look at the polls, all the polls out of Iowa and New Hampshire had border immigration as the number one issue that the voters there cared about. There's no question People are very concerned, and because of his wide-open border with now so many millions in our country, every city is a border city. Every city's busting at the seams, and now you have these blue city mayors. You look at, like, New York and Chicago and Denver and elsewhere. They're all complaining and saying, we have no more room at the inn. We need money. They're not saying close the border. They're just saying, for the most part, we need more money so we can house more and figure it out. But they're overflowing. They're having their constituents saying, why are we paying for these migrants? So they're feeling the heat. So the president is realizing, oh, 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 maybe this isn't a good political move. It's not because he cares about the border. He's just saying this is not a good political move and it's an election year and I want to win. So I'm just going to say anything I can and gaslight the Republicans. To me, that is a really sad place to be. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. They started marking up, again, the votes for an impeachment. It's the first sort of step until they will actually formally present the articles. And they're marking it up. They're marking the language. There are said to be two different articles. 
One of them is essentially a dereliction of duty. And the other one is essentially misrepresenting, quote, lying to Congress, saying that the border's fine and not providing all the details when asked and giving questionable answers. How's that? So those are the two that they're looking at at this point. And they're saying, you know what? This is a long time coming. At minimum, there have been like six million people coming under this president. That's more than 33 American states, the population. If that's not a dereliction of duty, I don't know what is. And then remember the whole thing with the whipping of the Haitian migrants and Mayorkas right away went against the border agents and said, oh, yeah, you were whipping those Haitian migrants when the guy who was there taking the picture of it all, who said, no, 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 they weren't. They were using the reins of the horses. I was right there. I didn't see it. He sent an email to Mayorkas. He sent an email to the whole Department of Homeland Security, the key people there. And Mayorkas still went out and slammed the agents and has never apologized. So he's lost a lot of, you know, whatever, cachet or leadership from the rank and file And he certainly, I think, has lost a lot of respect with the American people. Let's go to Wayne real quick in Ontario. Wayne, your thoughts about what's going on in America? I'll make it very quick. You're absolutely right. He lost the clout. He lost the cachet. He basically missed the boat. Uh, But he should be held responsible. Not only him should be responsible, but Biden administration is behind it all. We've been covered up ever since the uh, COVID outbreak. I I read a, a magazine in Canada here called Druther's. Dr. Mark Trozzi was talking about how they manipulated the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, and, 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 and by the way, vaccine. I don't know if you saw this, Wayne, but on the border, remember at the height of the pandemic, the migrants were allowed to come in unvaccinated, unchecked when they were kicking out fire department officials and cops. Give me a break. Americans took a back seat. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a very powerful story coming from Holly, Michigan. Well, it was just announced that the village of Holly Police Sergeant Stephen Legant and another officer there, John Nemph, will be presented with citations of life-saving and bravery during the Holly Village Council meeting that's coming up next month. The officer's timely and critical actions are being recognized following a big structure fire that happened recently in the community. The officer, Sergeant Legent, well, he entered the home. It was filled with smoke to determine if anybody else was inside, finding no other people. Legent, however did locate a dog and removed the dog to safety. He arranged for temporary custody with a neighbor who is now a homeowner. And he said, I am extremely proud of being able to save that young pup's life. There was also another officer who then intervened in a separate circumstance And he arrived on the scene. There was massive smoke inside the structure. He was able to determine that there was a man inside who was not breathing and did not have a pulse. So, boy, is that a scary situation. He started CPR on the man, 
and another police officer then entered the residence to clear the home of any other occupants. They were able to rescue that man who is thankful to be alive. And what a great, great, important story that both the dog and the man, both of them survived these two different circumstances, again, happening in that community. And both officers will be recognized for their heroism, their bravery, and quick thinking under very difficult conditions. And I love every night doing the great Tunnel to Tower segment. And also this, of course, is our Goya segment. This is our Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, sponsored by GoyaCares.com, because you are a precious gift from God. And we are talking, of course, about law enforcement at the border right now, because, boy, is it important to have law enforcement, and have more security at our border. We could not have a more dire situation. And I'm very concerned of what's going to happen here in this country with our wide-open southern border and the fact that so many people have come through that are from these countries that wish to do us harm. We have seen a lot of the headlines of late coming from, obviously, what's happened in Syria, what's been happening in Iraq, all these attacks on U.S. troops. And many of these residents from these countries somehow were making their way across our wide open southern border. And that is an enormous, enormous concern. And you just think about what happened at 9-11. You think about what just a few of them could do if they're organized. And that is what's keeping intelligence officers up at night every single night. And that's what's keeping also Texas right there on the front lines. Because Texas says it is determined to keep the razor wire up on the border. Remember, they're having a fight with uh, Biden and the administration who want to have them take it down. They want to have them take those floating buoys down. They try to put it up to protect their border. They're like, nah, you don't need it. We'll take it down. They fought them in court. Same thing. Also, as we're seeing with the razor wire. But many people are coming to Texas's side because Texas is really on the front line of this fight. And listen to Elise Stefanik, Congresswoman from New York, who says she is with the Lone Star State all the way. Texas is the first line of defense against this full-fledged invasion at our southern border as Joe Biden and Secretary Mayorkas refuse to enforce our laws by rolling out the red carpet for illegal immigrants. Texas not only has the right to defend itself, but must take a stand for the sake of our country's sovereignty and future. I am proud to stand with Texas. I am proud to stand with Texas. By the way, Texas came out today and said that they have shipped 102,000 migrants from Texas to different sanctuary cities all over the country. That includes, of course, New York, uh, Chicago, a whole bunch of them. It sounds like a lot of people, but it's not that many when you think about the fact that they believe close to 10 million people have actually entered through Texas under this president. So 102,000 isn't that much if you do the math. 1-800-848-9222. 9-2-2-2. And in the middle of all this, guys, we keep hearing from Democrats that the border is fine. At least that's what they were saying before a few days ago when they saw the polls. Who could forget what they have been saying for the last three years? Listen to this. We have a secure border 
and that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. The border is secure. And now they are saying, well, maybe it's not 100% secure. Maybe there are problems there. And the only people who can fix it are the Republicans who have not been cooperating because, boy, the Democrats have really been trying hard for the last three years. That is so incredibly disingenuous. It's an outright lie, and they're just doing it because it is politics. And we have seen a lot of problems with migrants of late. There was that stabbing that took place, remember, in New York. Uh, There was also the murder that took place of one asylum seeker over another one that took place in New York. And now there's some video that's up. It's really shocking to see. Um, There's video of a migrant mob beating up a pair of New York City cops near Times Square. And it happened over the weekend. They the footage is just really wild. You see these two officers telling the migrants to just move along. It was Saturday night, uh, West 42nd Street, right there in the heart of Times Square, before things really got out of hand. And then they started to beat up on the cops when the cops finally wrestled one of them to the ground. Then you see them throwing kicks at the officers to the head and the body of the officers. Like, no respect for authority, no respect for police. The two officers were on the ground as this, like, pack of migrants are punching them in Times Square. That's a lot of thanks that uh, that they give New York and New York's finest for letting them into the country. My goodness. And finally, luckily, after all of this, uh, they were able to catch up with the guys. Some other officers intervened. They were able to bust the guys. Thank goodness. It was about four or five of them. And they were charged with assault. However, they were released without bail. What a surprise. Uh, It is the old revolving door of New York City. Nothing to see there. And if you see that footage, you got to take a look online. It is really just downright disconcerting. And the disrespect that they are showing our great men and women in blue. By the way, later on in the show, too, we're going to talk about some other tough things that the NYPD is facing. Because today... The good old New York City Council, the very progressive New York City Council, voted 42 to 9 to decide to override Mayor Eric Adams' veto. And now police in New York have to do lots of paperwork, even for very minor encounters. They're bogging them down with paperwork and logistics. That really helps fighting crime. We're in a place where we need more officers. We don't need them tied up in desk jobs, filling out paperwork, and then they got to get supervisors who are going to oversee the paperwork. This is just a mess. It's a joke. And thank goodness, at least Mayor Eric Adams was trying to block the city council, but they had enough votes to override it. Again, 42 members of the city council said, nope. We think police should be bogged down and we think that we should eliminate essentially solitary confinement because that's not nice to do to terrible criminals. And nine people fortunately had a conscience, including the Common Sense Caucus, which is some Democrats there in the city council, and they voted against it. But 
How shameful that it has passed. It is now legislation. It's supposed to go into effect in July. And guess what? And when that happens, we will probably see even more great men and women say, why be a cop in New York City? It has become so uh, unfulfilling and so offensive with a city council like this that clearly does not have police or citizens back. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I see we have Pete here from Staten Island on line four. Pete, how are you doing? We've been hey, thinking of you. I read it if you'd allow me to go off topic for a minute. Absolutely. I want to thank you for you and Jackie and all the WABC listeners. My third surgery was successful and uh, I'm doing well. They were able to get all the gangrene out of my body, and uh, I'm on the road to recovery. Oh, that, by the way, the third time me. the charm, Pete. We're so happy oh, to yeah, hear the third that. Time the yep. I was scheduled to be here for six weeks, and the good word that I got today, if all goes well, I'll be walking out of here next Tuesday. Oh, bravo, bravo. Thank you. Bravo, Thank Pete. You. And they saved, oh. they saved my whole leg. Staten Island Hospital, and I woke up this morning uh, in the afternoon to a piece of Grimaldi's pizza that Anthony sent over pie. Oh, my, wait, wait, wait. Anthony, as John, as John says, Anthony. Anthony, <laughs> it's Wednesday, it's uh, Grimaldi pizza day. Every day, by the way, their pizza is so good. Every day is Grimaldi's pizza day. Pete, oh, that's how you know you're doing it, great. When you when you get the pizza and you say, great, I can have it. How is your wife, Renee, yeah, doing? How's she, how's she doing? Oh, she's doing fine. She's the cancer and everything is treatable. She no more taking chemo, just doing um, uh, this other therapy. She's doing quite well. She's at my side right now. She's home. I'm in the hospital room by myself in a private room, getting the best of care. I got the best doctors working on me, and God is there. I uh, actually could tell you that God does exist, and prayer works. I want to thank all the listeners, you, Jackie, oh, Norman. We love every, you, I Pete. can't name all the names. I love you all. And everybody, I wish for you what I wish for everyone. Every day of your life should get better and better and better. And don't, if you want to do something, don't put it off because you don't know. We're all on borrowed time. Nobody knows how long we're going to exist. And I got a second chance. And I want to thank the prayers for you and everybody out there. Oh. And the ABC listeners. Pete, God we love you. We love you, and you, love you sound you. great. I love you in the audience. And I want you to oh, know, yeah. Pete, I want you to know how many people were messaging and wondering how you're doing, and oh, there is so no. much love uh, coming from the Rita Cosby Show and, and your family right. here, your extended family here on the show. Yeah. We, you're one of our favorites in the entire world, Pete, and... I'm Thank so glad you. you're Thank just, you. you sound great. And to hear you call from the hospital, that's a great surprise. Right. And, and you sound terrific. And thanks for calling me a patriot. I am. I love this country and I love Donald Trump and everybody's got to wake up. This country is going to hell in a handbasket. And the only person that could possibly save it is Donald J. Trump. So get out there and vote. Fight for what you believe. Pete, that's how I know you're on a comeback, because you've you're, you're got that oh, fighting, yeah. dedicated spirit. I hear it already. I, Pete, no, thank I you don't. for calling and making our night thank special. You, oh, this is the best surprise, Pete. We love you. Thank you so much, Pete. And you 
keep healing and get out there soon and keep calling us, Pete, and know that we are thinking of you all the time. How beautiful is that? Uh, let's go to Andrew, line three. Uh, Andrew, uh, you got a tough act to follow after Pete calling there from the hospital. How beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's good news. Everybody's happy, though, so that helps me out. <laughs> yep, Hearing absolutely. And he sounded great, didn't he, Andrew? He sounded great. Oh, definitely upbeat and positive. So that's good news. And with the impeachment, I feel like um, the Democrat actually said what I was thinking. He said, well, Mayorkas is just following his boss, Biden. So why isn't Ben Biden being impeached? That's like knowing who the mafia Don is, but going after the lieutenant. You know, but you know who the head guy is, so impeach the head guy. And I just want to say a real quick exposing fake news. Nikki Haley was on CNN, and she said, well, she agrees with the jury um, verdict against Trump because they went with the evidence, but there was literally no evidence against them. You're, now you're talking about the E. Jean Carroll case, right? Is that right, what you're talking about? Right. Yeah, and, and right, there's sir. some in, you know, there's some interesting stuff there too, Andrew, on that particular case because the there were reports that Reed Hoffman was uh, helping some of the funding. He's a Democratic donor, was somehow helping her uh, the lawyers and and funding somehow uh, E. Jean Carroll, the woman who accused Trump, and then now. Nikki Haley also received money from Reed Hoffman that she apparently got, according to reports, $250 million. So if these reports are accurate, that's interesting because there's a little bit of a connection there. I mean, she says she'll take money from anybody and as long as she's not changing her policy. So I understand that. But Reed Hoffman is sort of a diehard Democrat and it was interesting that she seemed a little gleeful, maybe, if you will, about Trump uh, getting $83 million, which is just such a, a an over-the-top number for the defamation, not even the question of the sexual assault, but the defamation part of it. In fact, on the first go-round with the jury on another, you know, it was another case, it was $5 million for if they believed her. And it's a weird story. Again, it goes back to the, you know, the 90s where she says it happened in a Bergdorf Goodman department store dressing room. I mean, it's just as a woman, uh, my opinion, it's it's something doesn't fit there with her story. But then she gets the five million dollar verdict and then she gets now this eighty three million dollar verdict. I mean, there's some really weird things. And then the fact that this Reed Hoffman guy seems to be weaving through a lot of these cases or at least Nikki Haley in that case. Now, there, that needs to be explored. That's all I'm saying. It needs to be explored. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody. How great. Pete's on a comeback. We love that. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And yes, I have heard it all. President Biden proclaiming today that he has done everything he can do to protect the border. And of course, Mayorkas saying the same darn thing. Well, Mayorkas, they are inching closer in the GOP House to going after him for impeachment. It looks like the impeachment vote is going to happen 
at some point next week. These two articles of impeachment are being drawn up and he would become the first cabinet secretary to be impeached if it happens in 100 years. So where what are they saying about those 85,000 kids? Remember those 85,000 kids that suddenly went missing? That was about a year ago. We haven't heard a thing about it. Isn't that interesting? Because you know darn well if there were 85 kids under Trump or eight kids, they'd be talking about it every single day. AOC would be over there crying and saying, oh, where are the eight kids? And we should be looking for every single child. There's no doubt about it. But there were 85,000 migrant kids that they suddenly lost track of. And remember, the Republicans brought it up in the hearing and they confirmed it. They said, yes, we just don't know where they are. Have you heard any updates? Have you heard any concern from the Biden administration? No, no problem. There's no problem with the 85,000 missing. There's no problem with all of these migrants that have reported horrible ordeals crossing the borders with these coyotes and all these people who are definitely not having the best interests at heart for these people. So there is so much to discuss right here. And it's so troubling. And the hypocrisy is just so ripe. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve in California. Steve, your thoughts about all this? Yeah, matter of fact, I'm sure I could become uh, New York's favorite caller if you let me go on and on. But let's just get one thing out of the way today. Uh, Biden was saying, if you just give me the power, I'll fix it. Well, we gave him the presidency for power. He had three and a half years, and he deliberately unfixed it. Just like he unfixed inflation, the price of gas, his economy is based on printing money, credit card debt, impoverishing the retiree class, smoke and mirrors. He's a communist. You know, Steve, you also left out foreign policy because I would not call him a foreign policy guru. Who was it? Robert Gates. Remember the former uh, defense secretary under Obama said that Biden has been wrong on every single foreign policy decision on top of all the domestic things you talked about uh, in history. He's the guy, he's the one guy, remember when they were in the room in Osama bin Laden where he said, no, 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 we shouldn't go after him. And thank goodness Obama overrode him and he, because he was the vice president at that time, uh, Biden was, and he overrode Obama, said, ah, I'm going to ignore this guy. And then lo and behold, now that guy's president. I mean, what a mess we're in. And now look at Ukraine and look at what's going on in the Middle East right now. The world's on fire. We're having so many problems domestically, our southern border. But look at the world's on fire. So, Steve, uh, boy, uh, I give him an A-plus for bungling things. What about you? Okay, well, this uh, drone attack. At first they said that the the base shut down their uh, surveillance to allow their drone to land. Subsequently, I've heard that there are uh, responders on on those drones where they don't have to shut down their system for it to land. I think this is another Gulf of Tonkin setup. Ooh, that, Steve, that's really interesting. Sorry, we're up against a heartbreak, but I heard what you said. It's worth looking into for sure. Thank you. Call again, Steve.